I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please, keep your hands inside the podcast at all times. On schedule. On shedge. On shedge, starting the show right, right on time. Well, four minutes late. Oh, uh, well, that that includes like setup and prep and. That's fast for us. Yeah. I'm gonna scooch my chair in a bit. Okay, cool. That made minimal noise. Your butt's good? Okay. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm a thousand years old. Why? So the holiday season has already fatigued me. Okay. But um, I woke up this morning to a buzz from my phone. Okay, so. <laughs> My phone is set to the vibrate buttons on, right? Yeah. So normally nothing happens in the middle of the night and then I'll wake up in the morning. It's either my alarm first or a couple of text messages, but either way, it's normally in a normal amount of time. My alarm is set for like 8.15 and at like 8.02, my phone buzzes and I'm like kind of in that wakeful sleep space. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I roll over, I flip it over and it's an Apple news alert that Matt that Lauer, Lauer has been fired from the Today Show. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I was devastated. Yeah. I started sobbing immediately. Oh my God, really? Because the Today Show, as dedicated listeners of our <laughs> show know, is very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And it just makes me so sad. Like, wow. I just... This was the first one that I was like, fuck. I'm sorry for your loss. Well, it's not a loss if what he did was wrong. I You're mean, right. He was paid $28 million a year for the last, you know, 15 years. He did some of the best interviews and some of the best morning news reporting of all time. But if he did something wrong, he should be punished. Of course. And it just it just breaks my heart because, of course, then I'm like, okay, I'm up. And then I go and watch the video of Savannah... Yeah. Announcing live on the air that she just found out that her best friend was fired. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Oh, yeah, it's, so it's a bummer. Sad. So I, I... And then I read a tweet from Matt Bellisai that said, like, I have aged 10,000 years in the last 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Like, I, it's so true. This one is not one... This is the first one that surprised me. See, it's funny because I grew up watching the Today Show, like, just... With my mom, like, making breakfast and getting us ready for the day. Yeah. And she was never a Matt Lauer fan. I was always indifferent, but I was a huge fan of Katie Couric and Ann Curry. A lot like, of as people, a child. A lot of people feel that Ann Curry's firing was Matt Lauer's doing. Yes. And I have known that to be true for a long time. Yeah. I also have heard from friends who worked at NBC and at Universal that there was always a whisper network about Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I don't know. Sometimes you just love someone so much that you can't see. See, for me, it was Al Franken. For me, it was Al Franken because I, I mean, and I know like it's, there's a, the siren is is so not where you are. Yeah. Um, but like, and for like a similar reason and like, it's a whole discussion that I'm totally not qualified to talk about, but that was one where I saw the headline. I was like, God damn it. There was one a couple weeks ago with Jeremy Piven that I am very confused about because Jeremy Piven, at times, I have stated, is, like, our greatest American living actor. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like he and Stanley Tucci should put on the gloves and just settle it once and for all. Yeah, I fucking love Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is now number one. But Jeremy Piven, I was like, okay, I'm not surprised 
but it hurts. Yeah, right. I love him so much. And then he took a polygraph test that he passed with flying colors where he claimed he did nothing. And so now, and it was administered by, like, someone from the National Polygraph Institute or Association or whatever. Okay. Like a, like a non-biased third party. And now I'm like, what am I supposed to believe? Right? Like, I'm like, <laughs> what is that... What does it say that you like went out of your way to like see I'm not I'm not lying. But see but the first thing that he said when the when these allegations came to light about him, he wrote on Twitter he was like how do I prove something didn't happen? I have to take a polygraph that's a, test. Yeah. Okay, that's also true. That's also a good point. And okay, so I do know that there is a very small marginal percentage of rape and harassment allegations that are falsified. Mm -hmm. But I am a woman. I have to believe that they happened. Yeah. So then he went to great lengths to prove that they didn't and it came out in his favor and now I'm like, but it's not in my female constitution yes. to like throw this aside. Well, to be, and like... And a polygraph test is to your own bias because if he doesn't believe that they weren't harassment incidents, then they then weren't the, on the exactly. test. Yeah. But also at the same time, and I'm not saying this like to counter argue the we should believe the woman thing because sure. I agree with that. I'm wondering because I um I read something recently about like get ready for Breitbart's takeover of the Me Too campaign, Oof. which is to say that don't be surprised if these allegations come out that just aren't true because they had been. And I know it sounds super conspiratorial, but uh, these allegations that come out that aren't true because they're being paid to speak out against like certain political figures or public figures. Right. Which I would believe that happening. So it's not that I don't believe the women because I 100% do, but I'm also, I'm just, I guess I'm just skeptical of everything now. And if that makes me a terrible person for like uh, qualifying, I don't know if that's right, or qualifying like the Me Too movement, then like, I'm sorry, but like I... Well, but I, I, I think that what the crux that we're in right now, particularly with this whole hashtag fake news, conspiracy drama, yeah. and who is pitted against who in the media at any one time, conspiracy theorists used to just be the loudest voices in a sea of people who just understood this is something we did. We yes. went to the moon. Yes. Terrorists tore down monuments and buildings. Like, these things happened. These yeah. assassinations and these terrorist attacks and these incredible moments in history happened, okay? JFK was shot in the head. He's not hiding in Cuba. No. So, we moved in a very swift amount of time from that kind of conspiracy to, like, Ian, you had a bagel for breakfast this morning, right? Yes, I did. Are you sure about that? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, right. just the seed of doubt. I could get all of our listeners to believe that you want everyone to think that you eat bagels, but you're skinny. Like, and it seems nonsensical to people like you and me, but someone out there would be, like, be like, fuck this skinny guy. Sense. Fuck this skinny guy. He yeah. just wants everyone to think he's normal. I call it the J-Law effect. Oh my God, that's the perfect <laughs> name for it, though. The J-Law effect, where it's nothing... And I, I'm not sure that I actually made that up. That might be a Cosmoism, but it's, but my understanding of this, of this idea is that you plant a seed about something that shouldn't matter to anyone, but if you allot it to the right person, you can get people irritated with it. It used to be yeah. the Anne Hathaway effect, and then she became unimportant. Yeah. Now it's the J Law effect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. No, I was actually. I don't funny, care I that she trips and falls that. every time she gets out of limos, but if it happens one too many times, is it a setup? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was just thinking about that the other day. That's so funny. She's such a weirdo. See, I see it works on me. Yeah. Because I don't. I loved her in the beginning, and now I hate her. I mean, like, I guess I'm in, I, I'm still indifferent on her. Like, I just have no opinions on anything, apparently. But I, <laughs> but I do gotta say, Mother, that movie was garbage. Yeah, but she was heard, phenomenal. Yeah, I heard it was fucked up. It was fucked up. It was awful. But she did it. But she, her acting was incredible in it. Um, she and Darren Aronofsky are no longer together as I know, of a I few days that. ago. But I did see Variety has a new web series called Actors on Actors. Yeah. Where they put two people who have never been in a project together against one another, just interviewing one another and talking about their lives. And this week was J Law and Adam Sandler. And oh yeah. It was really wonderful to watch someone like Adam Sandler who like has never gotten to the pinnacle and never will that J Law is at. Yeah. But his career means more to more people than hers. Mm. And it was like this weird juxtaposition of like, I'm, I'm doing a lot of handography right now because I, it, it's hard to put into words, but that, that Adam Sandler was like talking to her about being Darren Aronofsky's muse for yeah. this project and how the press tour went when you're out on the road with your boyfriend and when do you drop work when you go home. And because Adam Sandler's never experienced that, he's just doing that weird Adam Sandler, like, ride, 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 ride. ride. <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. Like, he understands, but yeah. he never will. Yeah. And then she's responding to him like they're peers, but I would argue Adam Sandler is, like, more storied and more... Like, when they both die, he will be more important in life because that's what SNL does to a person. I guess, yeah. His memory will be more revered, even though he made worse projects. And it was like maybe a, I think yeah maybe in that in that instance I think you could be right about that but I'm also thinking like Je, like Jennifer Lawrence is like known as like a serious like like revered actor actor just be an artiste exactly and like not that I disagree with you on that but I'm just like it's like it, they're just so different in like that way because like SNL is such a vehicle in itself but like J Law's like the Academy Award winning Jennifer Lawrence. It's like, and I like, I guess I just never thought of the two of them juxtaposed. Well, if I could see, that's the genius of this web series. Exactly. Though, actors on actors. But I will say that if I could really quickly, like make an analogy for this exact situation. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Sure. She didn't win an Oscar. I don't think, but no, Michelle Pfeiffer uh-huh. against Chris Farley. Oh, wow. Or Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Or Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. They pro- she probably has more money and more esteem now as an alive person. Yeah. But time will always tell us that SNL will prevail. True. Like those people, I mean, if you put... Uh, David Spade is very similar to Adam Sandler in mm-hmm. that he has so many nonsensical and stupid projects, but his name will survive much yeah. longer than a bunch of Oscar winners. Yeah. Because when people laugh, they just remember, they remember it more. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, take Oh, damn. Oh, there we go. Oh, the computer was tricking us. My <laughs> computer does this thing where when you swipe the the cursor down into the corner, similar to a Mac, but the yeah. PC does it like permanently where it, oh, won't, yeah? it won't pull other screens in place. It'll just make all screens disappear. Yeah. So you think like, uh-huh. what the fuck? I'll be watching Hulu and if it goes to a commercial break and my cursor's down in the corner, it'll make the whole thing disappear, but I can still hear it. And I'm like, yeah. phantom computer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, this morning when I woke up and I read that about Matt Lauer, I was very upset. Yeah. I was distraught. That was that was big. This is a big one. I would big argue in. this one is bigger than most because it's one that no one wants to believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's and like I was reading an article on it today and I forget and it was Gail King that was like 
just shows you're not too powerful to fail. Like, you're not yeah. too big to fail. And I think at the same time, I'm glad we're going through this national reckoning. Like, yeah. I it's mean, tragic I... for the people that we love, but yeah. it's... It's also important. I think it's a very important time. I felt like Kathy Lee Gifford did a really good job in the fourth hour of the Today Show this morning. She was like, look, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but like, I feel like Matt has betrayed us the same mm. way that my husband betrayed me. And everyone was like, what? And she's mm. like, her husband, yeah, cheated on her and everybody knows it. Yeah. But it was the first time she had ever publicly acknowledged it. And she was like, look, we just need to like carry on in grace and have mercy and forgiveness for people who need us right now. It doesn't mean that we love them any less. Mm. Like, you can forgive without forgetting something. And, like, yeah. he needs our support now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's super classy. Yeah. <laughs> super classy. Yeah. Like, you know, Kathy Lee could have, you know, just been like, wow, fuck that guy. But, like, her first – this is why I love the Today Show. Yeah. This is her first inclination is to is to call him and ask him if he's okay and to let him know, like, she forgives him. Mm-hmm. She's there for him. But, like, this will never go down. Like, th- mm-hmm. like she will never forget. Of course. Also, Chris Barlow tweeted something today, like, can we start campaigning for uh, for Ann Curry to be the new host? And can the hashtag be Yes We Ann? Yes, a lot of people want that. I would love that. I wouldn't mind if Ann Curry came back. Right. I also read that Katie Couric pled the fifth on Andy Cohen's show one time, and he was like, what's the most annoying thing that Matt Lauer does? And she goes, he pinches my butt a lot. Ah! And I was like, oof. Mm. Oof. It's like that time that Courtney Love was interviewed on the red carpet and they were like, any advice for young actors? And she was like, don't ever go to Harvey Weinstein's house. And that yeah. was like 15 years ago or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we've been saying these things. Exactly. And no one, although I, as, as a woman, like I know I have the upper hand in this situation and kind of the high road in this way. But I do think about times where like inappropriate things that I instigated happened, you know, yeah. like you're joking around and like. You know, like, even joking about, like, punching a guy in the dick or something who's your friend, like, that's inappropriate. Like, you shouldn't do that, you know? It makes me think about times that I did that. Mm -hmm. And, like, it probably wouldn't be career-ruining, but, like, if I was any older and had any more name recognition, like, it would be. Mm. And that's really where we are right now. Yeah, it's, it's very sensitive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially, like, in a business where we're encouraged to, like, hug one another when we say hi and stuff. Like, it happens in no other business. Yeah. You're right. Our, like, familial, incestual, like, obsession with, with like, kissing and hugging and, yeah. Wow. But, yeah, it's touching our business every minute of every day. It's only going to get worse. Yes. Nicer and nicer people are going to go down. It's true. Yeah, it's true. If it can happen to Matt Lauer, it could happen to to someone like, I'm not saying he did, but like Jimmy Fallon, like someone we love so much. And I'm just so nervous. (sighs) Time will tell. That would never happen to Jimmy Fallon. Like, I think I can wholeheartedly say that that would never happen to Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) I hope so. My aunt is like, if someone comes out of the woodwork to accuse Stephen Colbert, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, don't you... Dare Stephen, put that out into the universe. Stephen Colbert would never do that. Yeah, he's like, and I say a this, in, and I say this in a good way, would, but like Stephen Colbert, like, and and like, and he's very Christian, and I say that in a good way of like, he is his like faith a very, is deep. Yeah, like a very like uh, valued way. Yes, and he's also still like one of my comedy icons. So, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we've really hashed it out. Are yeah. we ready for the thing that happened this Let's week? Let's do it. Are we ready for the song? Yes. This song is happening where you are. This song is happening right here, man. (gasps) The The thing thing that that happened this week.
Okay, Ian Brodsky, what happened to you this okay. week? Okay, so this is a very, like, little thing that happened, but it's been sticking out in my head, and I think it's because I totally could have done more, so. Oh, um, <laughs> drama. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, um, uh, I, I talked about it on, like, the past couple episodes. I spent the Thanksgiving holiday um, with my parents in North Carolina. Great. And so I took the, I was going to say I took the plane. I flew down from New York. You took the plane. I took the plane. There's only one. There's the plane. We share it with the president. Exactly. <laughs> it gets really weird. Um, <laughs> but there, um, I took a flight from Newark down to uh, Myrtle Beach. Great. And Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. South Carolina. South um, Socacalaca. Yeah. Um, and so I am waiting in my group to board. I'm in group five because like I'm in basic economy. What airline? Oh, um, United. Okay, I was so. about to say, is it Southwest? Because you're fucked. <laughs> no, exactly. Like because United, South, okay, yeah. United has had some drama in the past, it but has. They're, they're okay. They're okay. Overall, and like that was also disappointing because they don't like, fuck it up that much anymore. Yeah, um, but like overall, I like them like when they're not being complete dickwads. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm standing in line, like sort of preemptively, like how everyone goes to like their group before they actually call for them to board. Right. Um, so I'm standing there, and I'm just like, I get not. I get some anxiety before flights. Like, I don't fly a about whole lot. About the flight or about being with those people? About the flight. Okay. Like, um, like I'm fine flying, especially once I'm up in the air. But, like, I like I tend to get a little airsick. Like, not, like, vomiting per se, but, like, I do queasy. get not. I get queasy. Like, Totes somewhat easily. Um, and like it's because you're so skinny and you're eating so many bagels. Exactly. Stop or am it. I? <laughs> um, or am I? And... Um, and so, like, I'm, like, waiting to board. I'm just sort of, like, psyching myself up for this. And, <laughs> and then this man turns around, who's in, he's the only other one in front of me in the last group, um, and goes, huh, this is what it must feel like to be at the back of the bus. <gasps> okay, hold on. This man is white. This man is white and definitely old. Old? How old? Like, hearing aids, definitely 70s. Like, so it's definitely, like, just in his, like... Okay. In his lineage. Ian, I have to tell you that this might be your best thing that happened this week. I don't even need to hear the rest of the story to tell you. This is ranked number one for the last, like, six months. I I know. You're telling me a reveal story, which is normally my thing, and I'm very excited. Yeah, and so, like, my instinct when someone I don't know talks to me is just to go, like, huh, yeah. Or, like, just sort of, like... Or, like, just do some sort of very passive, like, shrug it off. And, like, viewers, this is an odd... Not viewers. There, there are no viewers. That's the point of this next part. Like, I look at him, and just like... And so, like, to describe what happened... Okay, so Ian gave him... You know that emoji where he has his finger in an L shape at his chin and kind of is, like, grimacing toward the sky? Yeah. This is the look that Ian is giving us. Exactly. It's like, a, huh, you sure about that? Like, yeah. And then, like, I just didn't even know how to respond. Because, like, I feel like the look might have said it... <laughs> the look might have said it all... Because, like, he was probably looking for, like, huh, I hear that. Like, something, like, affirming. But, uh, like, huh. but like I snapped out of it real quick just to be, like, mm, I'm, no. like, grabbing my face She's grabbing right her now. face. Ah! And, like, and I think it was enough to, like, show my disapproval. But, like, at the same time, I don't know. And maybe it's that I didn't want to because I was, like, getting that, like, pre-flight anxiety that I get. Sure. I don't know if I could have been, like, dude, that's just flat out wrong. Well, but we're also, and this is of no fault of your own or anybody's, like, 
except like the greater society were yeah. conditioned to not talk to strangers. Yeah. If I had said that to you, you would have been like, Claire, what the fuck? That is wrong. Even if yeah. you were anxious, if it was like anybody you knew, even a modicum of yeah. acquaintance. But it's because it's a stranger at an airport, which is like the number one place to not talk to people. Exactly. So like, I, I don't fault you for that whatsoever. Thank you. And I know you're probably, you, it was probably hanging on because you were feeling guilty. I was. And especially because like, then I look behind me and a black couple Fuck. gets in line behind Fuck. me. No. And I was like, and this in my mind, so I'm like, fucked. in my mind, I'm like, did they hear this? Are they, like, am I the only one? Like, am, am I alone here? But also, like, no, as a, he said it because he thought that because he, he thought, were alone. yeah, and so like that it, is so and that's unbelievably like, and it's fucked. like that's all that happened. But then I get off the plane, I meet my parents, and I'm like, you'll never guess what happened oh my on the God. plane. Were your parents just outraged? That well, they because they're my parents and they raised me like they laughed hysterically at like the face I made, which, like, maybe I'll, like, tweet it on our, like, on our thing, just so everyone could see exactly what it was. Wait, hold on. Let me take a picture of you doing this. You have to have two. It's, like, the, it's, like, Okay, so part, part one. Okay, and then two. Okay, per. It's actually a really cute profile picture, and you should keep it. Thanks. I'm gonna edit them and make it look sexy as fuck. Yes! Um, Um, okay, if this had happened to me, I know that I wouldn't have had... I would have had the impulse to be like, nope, no, it's not, which I do a lot. Like, <laughs> like I wish I'd even said like that much. Like, nope, nope, wrong. <laughs> nope, no, no, no. Because it's not that funny of a subject, but I love the idea of a nice white person that respects black people just being like, no! <laughs> just, just start shouting like, no! Nah! <laughs> this, something like this happened to me recently. It wasn't yeah. re- involving racism, but it was like a power struggle. Sure. Where a girl uh, at an audition witnessed another girl make herself, like, make a fool of herself in front of a casting director mm. before the audition. Like, she didn't know that that was the casting director, the person who has the casting authority, and said something kind of benign to her. And then the casting director was like, oh, actually, I'm allowed to do this because I'm in charge. Mm. And then actor number two, Mean Girl, comes into the room and is, like, telling all the other actors this embarrassing thing that happened to this girl in the hall. And so she says it to this person and that person and those people over there. And then she comes up to me and she's like, Claire, you will never believe what just happened. Regales me with a story about something very benign that, like, doesn't matter. She was like, isn't that so embarrassing for her? Like, oh my God, I could like literally die. And I go, nope, no, that's pretty fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I feel comfortable doing that because I know this other actor. And I was like, that's, that's wrong. That's pretty fucked up. Like, why, why is that funny? Yeah. Like, what do you, and like, what do you get out of that? And she was like, oh, come on, Claire, it's funny. And then went to the next person. Like, it didn't even phase her. So I'm not even sure if you'd be able to say something to this person. Clearly... He has institutionalized racism exactly, like, in his skin. And it's like, I don't fault him for, like, the way he was, like, raised or whatever, especially because I don't know him, but I fault him for being a racist. Like, Yeah. That was really... <laughs> and then and then I think the kicker... No! <laughs> and then I think the kicker was, like, he sat right in front of me on that flight, too. Oh, my God. And right next to me was this, like, this really sweet, um, not couple, but, um, um, uh mother and daughter who are Latina. Okay. And like the and the mother right next to me, she and I kind of commiserate over being like, we're about to get on a flight. We're both nervous. And Sure. And like we like and it was just really cute. Like we were able to sort of like 
like be buddy buddy with each off. other. Yeah. yeah. But See, this then is in where front of me, this is where the the airplay option would have been perfect. If you could do this when you're in the air, airplay something mm-hmm. to another one's phone because you know this old man has an iPad that his son bought him that he doesn't know how to use, and right. you could get like Boo Medea two and like airplay it to his iPad. Oh my god! We used to do that on tour in in the hotel rooms because yeah. they had hooked up uh, an uh, Apple TV to their to their oh, TV smart. in the hotel room. We would airplay like Barbie's magical adventure over to their room or like a scare, like, like someone getting murdered in Scream would like send it to their TV very suddenly. Yeah. And then like, I guess the final part of it is like he was in front of me on the plane and orders like a, like a vodka seltzer at nine in the AM. And I'm like, sir, yes. Oh man. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, sir. I mean, I, I know this goes without saying, but racists love to drink. I guess, yeah, <laughs> clearly. Um, but yes, yeah, so like that's, that's why thing. I'm so because <laughs> I'm exactly. free of all discrimination. <laughs> exactly, we're very Holy, perfect here. Holier than thou, yes. Yes. Um, I am so sorry that happened. It's okay. Like it's a stranger it's... talked to you, which is like honestly, I'm like the most mortifying. Strike thing. Strike one. The worst, yeah, yeah. But racist small talk never. Nope. Heard. Nope. All right, you you're Liter- literally all he had to do was turn around and be like, "Gosh, it's taken a long time." Exactly. Like, and then I would have been like, "I'm like, yeah, yeah, long time." Yeah. Oh my god, it's so irritating. Yeah. Wow, that really makes my fingers tingle. Like, oh. and, like, and then, like, even a day later, I was like, "Mom, Dad, was that racist, or am I just being oversensitive?" And my mom goes, "No, Ian, that's racist," and like moves on with the conversation. I really wish that when I saw institutionalized racism, I felt strong enough. Like maybe I'll I'll try to work on this the next couple of years. But like the next time I see something like that, I'm just gonna be like, "No, that's racist." Same, same. Like, just yell. <laughs> You would have scared the shit out of him if right. you were like, no, nope. old man. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, no, no. Sir, sir, you are a racist. <laughs> <laughs> right here, this guy, right here. But you know with fucking United Airlines, you would have called him a racist and they would have kicked you off the flight. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> you would have not made it to oh South Oh, my God, Carolina. you're right, though. Yeah, it's, it's risky. Airports are a risky place. Exactly. You can't take risks at an airport. There's too many risky behaviors it's going true. on. Oh yeah. People don't drink at nine in the morning except on a plane. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Planes just make you do weird stuff. Because I'm like, why is this racist motherfucker ordering a vodka seltzer at 9 a.m.? It is 9 a.m. Yeah. And then you said that, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I would have done and, that too. And for him, it's hair of the dog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My God. <sighs> Okay, well, Your my turn. Do- <laughs> Please. <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty joyous week it at is. the thing that happened this week. My story is also a little, I mean, it has nothing to do with racism, but it's goofy. So, over the holiday, over the Thanksgiving long weekend, I was in the Berkshires, mm. which is like a combined section of forest and like very wealthy suburbs between northern New York, western Connecticut, and southern Massachusetts. And so I was on the Mass side. And we went to see, me and the girls I take care of, the whole family, we all went to see Coco at the little triplex they have in their town. It's a really cute movie theater. The screen is, like, off to the side and very small for the number of seats. And, like, it it was just wonderful to go to, like, a $7 movie. But while we were there, for those that don't know, before Coco, There is a short, and it's not a normal Pixar short. It's a Disney short, Mm. but it's not a short. 
It's a it's as as NPR as uh, Linda Holmes would call it a medium. <laughs> so we we're sitting down, and there's a bunch of like scrolling um, flat advertisements before the movie for local businesses, and then the screen goes dark, and the lights like before they go down, and Usher comes to the front of the theater and says. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know we've received a lot of complaints about the short that's about to play. And I was really worried that it had, like, mature content or something. And they were like, we're playing it instead of the trailers because it, with the trailers it would be, like, an hour of your time before the film has even begun. Oh. And I was like, what? And he was like, we've received complaints because the, the short lasts such a long amount of time that people thought they bought tickets to the wrong movie. Okay. So the, <laughs> so he goes, so my apologies, and please enjoy Olaf's Frozen Adventure. <laughs> and then the lights go down, and he kind of hobbles off, and we're all sitting there like, what? There's no trailers or previews or anything? And the screen comes up, and it's a Frozen short that is 21 minutes long. Yeah, that's not a short. Okay, so this is not the thing that happened to me this week. It's the thing that happened to all people this week. Yeah. It, it afflicted many, many, many people. Yeah. There's a very big Twitterverse about this controversy. Is there? The short is so bad, and it's so long, that even children are like, when will this be over? And it is like... The most insane thing, and the fact that the usher had to come into the theater and tell people that they weren't at the wrong movie is, like, super confusing and upsetting. And I've seen pictures on the internet of other theaters putting up, like, notices at the box office saying, like, there is a 21-minute Frozen short before Coco. Oh, my God. So... And and some people, like, on the radio, on the internet, are like, look, journalist service, like, don't go for the first 40 minutes and you still won't miss any part of the movie. Because if huh. you watch the trailers and you watch the Frozen thing, you still won't miss Coco. If the movie's at 1 and you come at one thirty-five, you haven't missed You're anything. Fine. yeah. There's still 10 more minutes of Frozen. So... We're sitting there. This thing is lasting like so fucking long. The music is not by the by the Lopez's. No. So it's like and the, and it's a musical. It's a musical short with like four songs. Only one of them worked for me. Okay. But the rest of the I mean, it was just so pointless. And there were so many parts where you thought it was wrapping up, and then another song would start. I mean, it was like twenty-one minutes. Like, oh, and no. to put that in as opposed to the traditional Pixar five-minute short. Right. There's just so many incredible Pixar shorts, and it was such a loss. Like, everything from Jerry's Game to Piper to Partly Cloudy, like, these are iconic parts of my childhood, and I really wanted to share that with the kids that I nanny. Oh, that's tragic then. It's and like... then there was this fucking Frozen thing, which, I mean, I like Frozen as much as the next guy. Yeah. But it, I, but it, I, it, was, <laughs> it was exhausting, Ian. Yeah. And it was just so goofy that the guy was like, just to reiterate, you're not at the wrong movie. Like that poor <laughs> usher that has to like go out there every like three hours to be like, hey guys. <laughs> He's just like, I work here part time. I'm working on my associate's degree. But can you imagine how many like I need to speak to the manager haircuts came oh to him God. and were like. <laughs> the haircuts. <laughs> the haircuts. And they were like, you know, a, a, some iteration of, of 
Kate from John and Kate plus eight right. like, came up and was like, I just want to let you know that we've been sitting there 20 minutes and I, I don't know, maybe there's just the wrong movie here. Someone yeah. from Fargo is visiting the Berkshires exactly. in this year. Hey, it's, it's a holiday weekend. It's not out of the question. <laughs> so anyway, all that being said, it was super goofy. If you go see Coco, you could miss this thing. Part of me wants you to see it just to know what the zeitgeist is about, right. like what everyone's talking about. Because this is a cultural moment for us. Yeah. Because it's not, that's not necessarily a hate watch. It's like, it's like a, you gotta check this thing out. Like, it's you so gotta freaking be weird. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't suck. It's just not good. Yeah. It's not, it's not like truly heinous. It's just like, I don't know, bad. Like, it's, you know, it's just like, like bad. So, yeah. It's just like, who does it, who does this benefit? So yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what the point was. Yeah. So, okay. So this thing plays. Mm-hmm. And then you think the movie's going to start. And then there's like a little interlude from the creators at Pixar of Coco that comes on and is like, we put a lot of love into making Coco. We're really like glad you're seeing it in the theater. And then you're thinking like, oh, okay, here's the movie. But then they spend like two to three minutes explaining how they color laid a bunch of the like afterlife in this movie. And how, and I feel like it's an advertisement that they might only, like a little thing they might only be playing at the 2d viewings okay because they show you on the computer how those how the depth perception in the film was layered and i'm like i don't give a fuck i'm not seeing it in 3d yeah i think that might be part of it i don't know i was confused see like i would have rather just that like two three minute like interlude than plus previews than like the a 21 minute short sure like at least with that interlude, it could, like some kid can watch that and be like, "Ooh, I want to learn to draw." Like, right? That would be cool. Well, in the Frozen short, I felt like the voice actors were kind of phoning it in. At one point, I felt like they weren't the people we'd come to know and love. Like the only person that was on there was Josh Gad. That was, I was really the ask voice. About that, but then the credits rolled, and it was all of them. Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, like they were, oh, John Groff, they were all there. Really? And I was like, that didn't sound like them at all. Like they could not have given less fucks. Like they probably just got paid a lot of money to do this thing. And Yeah. Let like, me see if I can um, play you. I'm going to see if Apple Music has one of the songs, the one that I liked from it. Yeah. It's here. Okay. Okay. In this short are 11 songs worth of instrumental music. The amount of music they sell on Apple Music for this is 26 minutes. There's more music written for this than existed in the short. So they clearly put a lot of time into this. But this is, I think this is the song. It's called That Time of Year. works in the whole thing because the the concept of it is that Olaf is trying to help Elsa and Anna 
find a new Christmas tradition. Okay. Because they they were raised not to celebrate Christmas together. So he's trying to help them find uh, a new special something to do at their Christmas time. So he goes to every door in the village and asks them what that family does. Oh, that's cute. And it's the only song that works because of all because the ensemble is not phoning it in and they're singing they're singing out Louise. Yeah. And so I don't know. Spoilers for Frozen's Olaf. Olaf's Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for Olaf's Frozen adventure. But in the end, it turns out that Olaf himself is Elsa and Anna's tradition because oh. do you want to build a snowman? Oh, oh, that's cute. Okay, so that's really sweet. So, but they don't get to it for twenty-one minutes. All I need is one song and one like. But Olaf, we don't need you to find this because you're, you're our, our special friend. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that could have been five minutes in exactly, itself. Exactly. Exactly. And so. <laughs> So anyway, it was just the goofiest thing of this. Usher came to warn us. Then I was terrified. Then it turned out to be like, blah. Yeah. That was really it. That was it. But it was How was just, Coco, though? So Coco was fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. Coco. So I ranked them the other day. Here, I'm going to read you my ranking. This will yes. be my, my last thing. My friend of the pod, friend of the pod, Raj Rawal, and I were on Twitter, and we were hashing out... The actual order of greatest... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Pixar movies. Okay, so here's mine, and then here's Raj's. That being said, Raj hasn't seen Coco, so... Okay. Okay. Me. Hashtag hot take. One, Ratatouille. Mm. Two, Toy Story. Mm. I kind of want to switch Toy Story 3 and Toy Story, but I'm going to stick with this. One, Ratatouille. Two, Toy Story. Three, Up. Four, Monsters, Inc. Five, Finding Nemo. Six, Toy Story 3. Seven, Coco. Eight, The Incredibles. Nine, Toy Story 2, 10, Wally. Mm. Not listed, Brave, The Good Dinosaur, any of the cars. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And Finding Dory. Okay. Mm. Now, this is <laughs> at ASAP Raji says one, Toy Story 3, 2 through 10, also Toy Story 3. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, and then he goes, and the worst, one, Cars 2, 2, Brave, 3, Cars 3. <laughs> and then he made an actual list, which was really wonderful. Let me see if I can find it. Here's my real list. At ASAP Raji says, one, Toy Story 3, 2, The Incredibles, 3, Ratatouille. All right, so we're kind of on the same page here. Sure. Four, Toy Story 5, Monsters, Inc., six, Toy Story 2, seven, Wally. Eight, Inside Out. Oh, I didn't mention Inside Ooh. Out, but I don't like Inside Out. No? Not, no, it's just that it felt more Disney than Pixar for me. Okay. Nine, Finding Nemo, ten, Up. Okay. But he hasn't seen Coco yet, so I'm excited. Uh, at ASAP Raji, tell us what you think yes. when, when time comes. Okay. But Coco was really wonderful. It pulled no kind of... Random I don't know. It didn't, it didn't fuck up the transition between English and Spanish. It didn't mm. make any apologies for being extra Mexican. Okay. The story, I, I, I mean, they got, I, I'm not even Mexican and I could feel its authenticity bleeding out of the screen. Good. And the last 20 minutes, I sobbed. Yeah. I mean, I I really sobbed. Like, I, and if you've ever lost anyone you care about, the entire movie is about who will remember you when you mm. die. Oh, wow. And it's, I mean, like, I, I, deep. I was so affected. I can't even, I guess. <laughs> I can't even describe how authentic and effective the story was, both from a Mexican lens that I have never lived and mm-hmm. I learned so much to making it like accessible for children mm-hmm. and teaching them something too and making them something beautiful for them to look at. 
And then three, just just the maturity and the genius of processing what death means to the living. Yeah. It was so fucking great. Yeah. And the only reason that I rank it down seven on my list is because the other movies before that, Coco couldn't have happened if that groundwork and that technology didn't already exist. Mm -hmm. Coco will probably, as I age, move up in my list because I think this one will survive much more than many of the others. I think... When I'm 70, I will watch Coco. I probably won't watch The Incredibles anymore. You know what I mean? Or like Monsters, Inc. Mm -hmm. I will always watch Ratatouille and I will fight anyone who says it's not the best. And then the Toy Stories are just forever. They're oh, like yeah, the they're Lion timeless. King. They're yeah. forever. If there was any fault of it, it was that it had so much work to do in an in the allotted amount of movie child movie time yeah. that it got it all done, but sometimes it felt like the job they had to do was so gargantuan. They handled it really well, but I wish that... I really hope there's... I don't hope there's a Coco 2 because it doesn't need it, but I hope there's a Coco 2 because... Because this story deserves more. Yeah, there's so much more they can do. Yes, I don't great. think Finding Dory was necessary, but Coco sure. Two wouldn't irritate me. Cool. Yeah, I still haven't seen Finding Dory, and I and mean, Finding it's Nemo. Fine. And Finding Nemo is my favorite Pixar. Like, okay. Yeah. Um. Fine. Uh. Yeah, I just haven't come across it. I just haven't. Also, I like. I don't see a whole lot of movies. I think like after my projects are done, like in a couple weeks, I'm gonna like get master pass or um or movie pass or whatever and just mm-hmm. see a bunch of movies the only but. one that of like the new disney franchise is not pixar but the only one that i really need everyone to see is tangled i think that tangled I is love tangled. okay i think tangled is in a league of its own i would align tangled with like how we felt about the little mermaid in the early 90s can i go can i take a tangent please tangent about number one. about tangled sure so we did, I forget what exactly it was for, but we did like a movie night fundraiser in college. Uh-huh. And I got there a little late, but when I got there, everyone was like, okay, we need you to break the tie between Tangled and Braveheart. And I'm like... Wait, what? Yeah, apparently like it was a 50-50 split Couldn't have between... been Tangled and Brave? It was Tangled and, and Braveheart. Braveheart. And I was like... What a nightmare. And I chose Tangled. Duh! Because I'm like, this is a fun little movie night thing. Like, of course I'm gonna, like, appeal to, like, the Disney side and of And, like, who everyone. gives a fuck about Mel Gibson? He's such a exactly. motherfucking racist wife beater. Like, I know, fuck he's awful. that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, that's my I have that's no my qualms with Chuck from Chuck and Mandy Moore, okay? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, I love those two, though. So, and like, Donna Murphy takes yes. the fucking cake. Uh, legend. Motherness. Listen to your mumsy. It's a scary world out there. Did I should, you? I should put that in my book, yes. shouldn't I? Yeah. Did you see her as the witch in Into the Woods? Uh, no, but I'm looking forward to seeing her as Dolly. Both are amazing. Yes. Okay, I'm excited. Like I saw her, like I saw her Dolly, and it was gorgeous. Oh, amazing! And like I almost say, like I accidentally end, ended up at Into the Woods in the park. But she was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, she's I'm such a fan. She's of hers. a dream. Even as Otto Octavius's wife, we've talked about this on the show before. I'm sure we have. Yeah, she's yeah, she's incredible. She's yeah. everything. Thus endeth the, the first, first tangent. tangent. On to the quiz. On to the quiz. Claire Manship. Oh, I thought we were about to sing. Oh, <laughs> I got so confused. We don't have a song for this. I was going to say, did we have a song? For oh it? no, I we just do. Blacked out? Quiz time. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. Do you want to do it one more time? Sure. Quiz time. Cool. Um. <laughs> What are you obsessed with? I am obsessed with not having the latest gadget. Cool. 
There were a lot of new iPhones out. Yeah. Actually, two of them, but it feels like 20. Yeah. And the kids that I nanny are so fucking YouTube obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I showed them a video that I put up on YouTube with my friends the first week YouTube was a thing. And they were like blown away. Because they thought that YouTube was like a new thing for their generation. No. I was like, fuck you guys, okay? That I would never say that to them. But right. I was like, they're so YouTube obsessed. And they always need a, a power cord for their, for their, I don't, they have everything. They have mm-hmm. everything. I've survived this long without an iPad and I don't want one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need a Kindle and I don't need a Nook. I want a book. Yeah. I want a, I want a I love books. Book. I love having a hardcover book. Book! And so... <laughs> I think that's our episode title is just a clap book. Book! And um, so I, fuck, uh, what was I saying? I, I have an iPhone SE. It's the same size as a four yeah. or a five. I mean, it, I'm fine with it. I'm so fine. fine with it. And it's so irritating that everyone's like, oh, you got to get this. You got to get that. I, I ear pods and blah, blah, blah. Like, I literally had, like, I work for a tech company and I had my iPhone six until it just fucking died on me. Did everybody at Fancy Best Buy give you shit about that though? Um, a couple people did, like, actually, no, people are surprisingly unpretentious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get an 8. I don't need a 10. And they're like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, a 6. And they're like, yeah, you should probably at least get an 8. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, the, the, nice, the nice, like, I, I'm just a believer of standbys. I'm just a purist. I just, the thing that works, let's let it work until it's done. You don't yeah. need to reveal other versions of the same thing that are more complicated. I was using my boss's iPhone X. Oh, yeah. It's so not user-friendly. There's no way to get back to the homepage because every time I swipe the swipe, it doesn't swipe. Can I, t- can I tell you something? I still have not touched an iPhone 10. It's such a fucking nightmare. It's just, it, it doesn't I saw work. It, I saw the keynote and I was like, people are going to be obsessed with that and good for them. All the power to you. I'm not getting it. It's such a nightmare, Ian. Like, you're supposed to, to get back to your homepage, you're supposed to swipe, swipe. from a bar uh, that doesn't exist. Yeah. You're supposed to, like... Find it. Your finger's supposed to find it without it existing. That is also it, a technical glitch that I know that like has been a problem and that they're working on. It's but that's also so exhausting. Like I just I don't I don't need it. So yeah. I don't need it, and I'm obsessed with not having it. Great. I'm not having it this week. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather? Yeah. Live in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Oh, okay, interesting. Or middle of nowhere, North Dakota. Hmm, interesting, interesting choices. I'm going to go middle of nowhere, North Dakota. Really? You get a little more mountains, you're next to a foreign country, better snow, um, I think better fashion. Because you have more national parks. Mm. I'm going to go North Dakota, yeah. I have never thought of North Dakota as so valuable. Well,. I mean, when you got South Dakota right there, I mean, what more do you need? You got president's faces in the side of a mountain. I'm fine with it. Touche. Touche. <laughs> and on that note, what are you watching and listening to? Okay. I thought about this this week because there's a lot of new stuff I got to mention. Yes. Okay. So watching. I'm watching Boy Meets World from the beginning. Ooh. I just rewatched Bad Moms. Still holds up, but I think Bad Moms Christmas is better. I saw it in the yeah. theater and it's really it's, funny. It I love those three. Christine Baranski is like a dream Jeez. come true. And she's yeah. married to Peter Gallagher in the movie. He's hilarious. Amazing. Those eyebrows alone are doing work. <laughs> 
Um, what else did I watch recently? I just rewatched The Holiday with Kate Winslet, Jude Law, oh, yeah. um, and uh, Cameron Diaz, and Jack Black. Jack mm. Black is so underrated. I know, he's right? He's a really wonderful actor. He says things the way humans say them. He never has syntax problems. He's incredible. He's incredible. I love that movie, and I just, I, I watched it while drinking hot cocoa, and it was just like, it's the season. Amazing. Um, and and uh, I feel like there was one other thing I was watching. Rewatched some season six and seven Parks and Rec. Ooh, and although they yes. weren't the best seasons of Parks and Rec, they really, um, I don't know, just like warmed my heart to go back to a comfy place. Right. I also, over the break, watched Wonder Woman for the first time. Yeah. It was very good, just not my cup of tea. All right. Perfectly great movie, just not for me. Obviously, it's not Coco. The number one thing I saw over the break was Olaf's Frozen Adopt. <laughs> 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 oh, I couldn't even get through the bit. Okay, what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. I have to pull out my phone because I have a bunch of new stuff. Cool. Ooh, so many text messages. Hold on, this is my boss. Oh, it's still on Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Okay. <laughs> So, I've been listening to a bunch of gospel and Christmas music recently. Cool. The Christmas music, I normally go with the traditionals, but I'm really finding a new love for the Vince Guaraldi trio that does all the music for the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. I also found an incredible album on an Apple Music radio station by the great, uh, by, it's called the Great British Carol Collection by the Trinity College Choir. Mm. It's really beautiful choral music. And then there's some new gospel by Tasha Cobbs Leonard, which I found by listening to Nicki Minaj, who is on this album. Ah. And it's really fucking fantastic. And then I finally, finally got all the way through um, Chance the Rapper's coloring book. Yeah. Chance the Rapper is there's this song called finish line that just gets me in the feels. It's like for any dreamer. And I, I just love his story. I love him. And I am now listening to. I'm sorry, this list is very long, but we've been out. No, I love it. We've been out of your exactly. apartment studio for three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Um, my dad wrote a porno. Is this podcast where this guy's dad wrote a like erotica novella, mm-hmm. and he's reading it, and it's just like, it's so bad. It's hilarious. Last night, I could barely get into my front door. I was laughing so hard. I was, like, doubled over laughing at the concept of, like, NSFW, guys. Sorry. Um, Like, this guy, like... The siren is not where you are. The siren is not where you are. This guy ejaculates in the story and then, like, does this girl's hair right after. And it's like, there's no... There's, like, no... Transition? Yeah, exactly. He's just, like... Like, yeah, he, like... She's, like, standing in mud, and he, like, uses the mud to, like, write symbols on her, and he's, like, now you are my sex slave, and then he does her hair. <laughs> it's just, Sure. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad, and this guy's, like, 75-year-old dad was, like, oh, I'm just gonna sit down and write, write a novel this. today. Like, sure. It's so, so bad, but you guys have to listen to it. It's now three seasons deep. Like, I'm way behind. Oh, yeah? yeah, I'm way behind. Wow. Um, but I'm on episode six or seven of first season, and it's nice. really funny. The dad's <laughs> the dad's pen name is Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> oh, lordy. So, so anyway, my dad wrote a porno. Check it out. Okay. Uh, number four. Yes, I'm sorry. That was very long. No, that's okay. Um, last person you uh, texted, not including me, no cheating. Huh. I think it was my friend Musa. We were talking about the Victoria's Secret fashion show last night. Oh, how was it? It was okay. It wasn't my favorite. All right. And they did something really shitty. They like, 
one of the girls famously like fell this year walking mm. the runway and they like put it in the show and then like filmed her crying afterward found that very That's fucked up. yeah i found that really fucked up um and final question yes one person living or dead who you may or may not know who you'd like to wish well today i would like to wish well the entire artistic cast like the judges and the host and everything of uh top chef <laughs> love it I think that that show, like, sometimes there's some negative drama with it, but for the most part, they know what they're talking about. It's really wonderful television. And I saw them in the parade. That was the other thing I watched. I went to the parade and watched it live in person. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, But Padma Lakshmi and Tom Kalikio were in the parade, and I was thinking about them all week, just how classy they looked up there. Mm -hmm. And I really just love them and Gail and, um, you know, like, uh, other stars that come back, Richard Blaze. I just love... The Top Chef conglomerate, and I think they're doing a great thing for the artistry of culinary. Wonderful. Yes. So cool. I wish you well, Top Chef. Great. Okay, Ian Brodsky, Ooh. what are you obsessed with this week? Okay, I am obsessed with this print shop called Pageant Print Shop in the East Village. It is um, on East 4th Street okay. between um, Bowery and 2nd Avenue. Okay. Um, I discovered them at the Union Square Market, which is up in like in full swing great um and then i went down to look for a print from as a gift for our directors because this weekend um when you're hearing this it will be over but this weekend is the closing weekend of our of the show i'm doing in love with the arrow collar man um and so um i bought um we got them uh this beautiful print that my character uh illustrated okay but the shop itself is just it's this tiny little shop that has all these beautiful, beautiful illustrations and prints and New Yorker covers and advertisements from, like, all throughout mm-hmm. time. And, like, I am obsessed. Like, I need to go back on a day I have off and just look through every single one. Sure. Because, like, I love that kind of stuff. Oh, my um, goodness. And, that, and now that I've found a place to, like, like you, to have that as an outlet, like, I'm so jazzed. Exciting. Yeah. Great. So that's what I'm obsessed with. What's it called again? It's called Pageant Print Shop. Pageant Print Shop. You yeah. just gave me some ideas for some people who need gifts but they're hard it's, to buy and, for. And they range from like $2 to like, $2, I guess I guess in the hundreds, but like, yeah. and like it's super like affordable. I gave my agent last year a New Yorker cover Ooh. framed and it was, that's yeah, cool. he really liked it. Um, and I got the same thing for myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because it's so classy. Exactly. Question number two. Would you rather sleep on a fire escape all night long or sleep on a subway grate all night long? Fire escape. Okay. At least a fire escape is like less public. Like Sure, but what about the danger factor? Of like rolling off? Yeah. Um. Of like rolling off? Well, I... I mean, I happen to be a terrible sleeper as it is, so I feel like either way I wouldn't get a good night's sleep. Um, okay. But I feel like I would at least be, like, for example, when I know that I have to wake up to an alarm, I don't sleep as well. Yes, so I me feel either. Like, so I feel like knowing that I am in, like, like a roll away from death would be like, sleep in, but don't sleep too deep. <laughs> a roll away from death. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, question number three. What are you watching slash listening to for the last three million weeks? It's funny because I actually didn't really have an answer to this until last night. Oh! Um, mine yeah, was just, so long, I'm sorry. Well, no, it's okay, just because like I've been busy and then like I 
spent a lot of time with my family doing stuff, so I didn't watch a lot of TV. Except I did watch um, Night of Too Many Stars, which was really enjoyable. Oh, um, yeah! Yeah, and Jon Stewart was the host, and I love him. And um, and they ended with Cynthia Erivo singing uh, Rise Up uh, by Andre Day with um, this young like piano genius who has autism. Whoa. And it was beautiful like it got me in like it got me in the sobs um and but it wasn't until last night where i discovered great news which is executive produced by tina fey and it's on nbc yes and i'm thoroughly enjoying it like i am loving it i've heard that it's like 30 rock light it is it is it's like all like the things you like about like a tina fey sitcom and like all the people you like about a tina fey sitcom but it is new and like i do really like it yeah. Um, and then, like, I caught up on Superstore, caught up on The Daily Show. So I've downloaded a lot of Damien Rice lately, which right. we talked about him on a couple episodes, like, in the past few weeks, but super into him now. There is a DJ, I think it's called Smija, S-M-I-J-A. Okay. Who I knew about for a couple years, but um, he's not on iTunes or Apple Music. You download his music from, uh, not, I forget if it's SoundCloud or CD Baby or... Um, Bandcamp. It's Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And you can download it for free if you want to. Like, you just have to put $0 in, like, the donation bin. Wow. But I donated $3. I downloaded his whole album, and he does mashups. Cool. So my favorite one that I have been living for over the past two years has been Dear Future Husband mashed up with Buy You a Drink by T-Pain. Whoa. Can you send that to me? Absolutely. It's amazing. Um, And so I've been listening to that. And a friend of mine, Jess Malone who is someone I've known for a long time, and she has done all this amazing work like in the industry and just on her own. She released her own EP under the name Malone. Hey, Malone! And it is so good. It is just genuinely very good. I can't wait to listen to all of this. Yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. I found a group that I need you to listen to. What is it? Okay, if you need super motivating music at the gym or commuting, you need to listen to BTS. It is the number one K-pop group in the world. And these guys just performed at the AMAs. And it was a huge hit. Yeah? Um, I knew about them before because I do listen to some Mm K-pop. They are in-fucking-credible. They're incredible. Cool. Question number four. The last person you texted that was not myself. Um, It was my friend Renee. Hey, Renee. Hey, Renee. I haven't seen her in a minute, so I'm hoping to catch up with her soon. Totes. Totes my goats. Yeah. And question number five, one person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know, who you would like to wish well today. You know, I've said it before, and I've said it again, and I'm saying it today. <laughs> Senator Elizabeth Warren. Yes! Because she is such a like a powerhouse of a human being. Yep. Not to mention her work as a senator, especially like in this week where the president has made some very disgusting remarks about her and the... In, uh, I'm sorry if I don't know the politically correct word for that we're using today, but I guess the American Indian uh, contingency. So either Native Americans or I'm, my understanding is they prefer indigenous peoples. Is that okay? Yeah, because I want the, the indigenous tribes. The indigenous of, tribes. Of the North American continent. Yes. I, it's complicated. But it is. So yeah, the maybe. Native American peoples, the indigenous peoples who were here long before we were, um, and it only motivates her to keep to rise up stronger. Yeah. And I fucking love her for that. Yeah, she's so, ferocious. Yeah. I'm not sure that she is my number one choice for a candidate in a few years because I'd rather have someone who we can have their youth 
I w- inspire I to... people our age to get yeah. there. I'm not sure Kamala Harris will be ready, but I'm hopeful she will be. Is I it Kamala or Kamala? It's Kamala. Kamala. I think Kamala she, Harris. I think she could be. Like, See, Cory Booker is my bae. I kind of want Cory Booker to Corey get Booker it. Cory Booker is so great, though. Cory Booker, it's like he takes us to church every time. Every yeah. fucking time. He's great. He's amazing. My um, my friend, a family friend of mine, has um, a photo of her daughter with Cory Booker on an airplane. Oof. And it's like gold. If Cory Booker was next to me on an airplane, I don't think he'd make it out alive. <laughs> I'd eat him up. Exactly. I'm obsessed with him. Amazing. All right. We plug are time. all caught up. We're all caught up. We're all caught up. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. You're right. Plug time. Plug time. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you? You can find me at ibroski on Instagram and Twitter, and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Also, can I plug a DIY Nutcracker real quick? Please. So, um, the week you're hearing this is going to be production week of Dance It Yourself Nutcracker, which is an interactive production of the Nutcracker that I help produce and choreograph. Woo! So. Check it out at DIYNutcracker.com. Use offer code CHELESTA, that is C-E-L-E-S-T-A. For One a, more time? CHELESTA. C-E-L-E-S-T-A for Great. a discount on your tickets. Great. Um, it's Celeste A. Exactly. There we go. Um, and it's just this, it's year two of this beautiful production that I'm so proud of. Amazing. Um, so if you're in the New York area, uh between December 7th or between uh, December 8th and 9th check it out perf yeah um, where can people find you Claire I'm at womanship on Twitter and Snapchat clairemanship.com and facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship and the show is at thisweeksthing.com thisweeksthing at gmail.com hashtag thisweeksthing at thisweeksthing is our handle on all the platforms and we're on every platform pretty much except Spotify so iTunes Google Play Stitcher SoundCloud um, right right you can write us. That's fine, too. Sure. Like, rate, comment, subscribe. Amazing. Is what I meant to say. Yeah, we love ratings. We have some new ones recently. We are Yay. a fully five-star podcast, so thank you all so much. Thanks. Thanks. We love you. And uh, we have some great guests coming up, so keep tuning in throughout yeah. the holiday season. It's going to be great. We. We. Parfait. Until next time, I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that happened, happened this week. week. Bye. Toodles. Toodles.